3: this is a podcast called
2: 25 whistles talking football and they all wear a whistle yeah it's stupid but what did you expect it's a podcast called 25
4: whistles 25
2: whistles
4: big one today michael rap for to be on and we'll talk college football since this is game time now uh, with brandon marcello from 247 sports which I was calling it 24-7, which I thought that's the natural thing. And then I hear people call it 247. Why would we call it 247? Right? So I'm going to say them both in case somebody busts my balls. Go to Instagram, follow us. What's the 25 whistles? 25 whistles. Yeah, because who else would take that name? It's the dumbest name ever. <laughs> right? Because we're doing 25 shows and then we quit this thing. Uh, so, welcome. This is brought to us by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings app and use the code Bobby Sports to get in on the action always a lot of cool promos with DraftKings. We appreciate them so much. Let's warm up with the warm up. You guys ready to warm up with the warm-up? Oh, warm yeah. up? Oh yeah. All right, warm up question number 1. If you could snap your fingers and one team goes winless in college football this year, who is the team that goes winless? I'll take your shoe size and who goes winless. Uh first, let's go to kick off Kevin.
5: Shoe size is 12. Winless would be USC. Why? I uh I don't know, growing up in Southern California, I can't stand their fans. And probably some of them are listening to this. I'm sorry, but I'm not. <laughs> and I just think that they're arrogant. They haven't been relevant in how many years and they still think that they're going to be in the championship well, every year, even this year. It's like all of a sudden this Lincoln year Riley, they might do it though. Caleb. I mean, they're probably going to win the Pac-12, but competing with teams outside the Pac-12, I just don't see it happening.
4: All it takes is getting there. <laughs> uh, we'll they, see. They went, we'll Pac-12's see. been shut out for a while out of that. Yes. But they could actually make it this year. Yes.
5: I, I still think Utah will win the Pac-12. All right.
4: Eddie? Oh, I think that the um,
0: let's go Alabama. Uh, if I can snap a...
4: Didn't uh, you bet on Alabama, though? I did, but yeah, if I can snap so, my yeah,
0: finger yeah. and be like, you know, let's give every college football fan a chance here. Let's get Alabama out of this and go winless.
4: The and, winless Crimson Tide. And
0: my shoe size is... I'd go 11. Okay, that means I it's not, that's like go 10 11. And that's, like when, that's like when Eddie
4: goes, let's go with six foot tall. And I'm like, mm. uh, okay, thank you, Eddie. Think 11
0: is more comfortable. 10 and a half,
4: Okay, man, 14 I works. Good. I can put a 14 on my foot. It's <laughs> a little wiggly, though. Uh, Mike. I'm going with uh, Tennessee because I'm a Texas fan, and every time somebody says UT, I get them confused. Funny. Uh, so I'll go with them at zero, and then I'm a size 11.
3: Adam. Size 10 and a half. Uh, I'm going to go Auburn. I don't really know why. Um, just not a big fan of their fans sometimes. I think they tend to think they're better than they are. That's and, uh, true. You yeah. have Alabama
4: and the, inferiority complex and as well. The, and they're the Alabama. luckiest
3: They're the luckiest team on the planet. We all know that.
4: Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go. It was either going to be Texas or Tennessee. Same as Mike's. Both UTs, but not, that's not why. I, I think because we're not playing Texas, and I kind of don't care. I'm going to go with Tennessee as well. Because we talked to Paul Feinbaum last week, and they just – I don't know why they think they're still relevant. I mean, I understand why they think they're building back toward it now, because they have a good coach and pretty good quarterback and we'll see how good he is. But they, when have they been in a national championship game since again T Martin? Yeah. Right? I mean, that's forever. They and I live here and have a lot of friends that are Tennessee fans, but I, I can't take it. If they're this hard to stomach when they're winning eight games. <laughs> what are they gonna be like when they're winning? Oh really my good? god. And I live here. Maybe that's also why I <laughs> yeah. get so irritated. Uh, final question in the title or in the uh, warm-up, Eddie. It's about the poster, the one you wanted to ask. Yes. Go ahead.
0: All right. So, Len Dawson died, you know, a couple weeks ago. So,
4: Len Dawson, the old, old school quarterback, who was smoking the cigarette for the Kansas City Chiefs. There's that picture. Is he smoking or other? Is smoking? He's smoking and drinking. Oh, he's drinking. Got a beer between his legs. Kevin did the drinking thing, and I was like, I guess I get confused. They're both bad. (laughs) It's pretty amazing. (laughs) And
0: and if I remember correctly, it was during halftime. Like, so he was going to go out and play another half of that. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. So uh, that's a picture I remember, and I'm thinking like, you know, we all had sports posters in our room. What was your favorite sports poster in our room growing up?
4: Okay, Kevin, in in your room, you had to have it.
5: Um, I had to have it growing up. Probably. During the nineties, I'd say Jordan, for sure. Jordan dunking the basketball during dunk dunk contest where he was. Was it a Wheaties flight. or just a random? No, Jordan. I think it was just a Nike Jordan Jordan poster.
3: Adam Hambrick, I had a I had a Barry Bonds poster, um, which is like super random. Um, but I loved RBI Baseball three for the regular Nintendo, and uh, the Pirates were my jam uh, because I loved just knocking dingers with Barry Bonds. And I'm
4: like, I bought the poster, not small, but like three years later, it's covering <laughs> up the whole wall. I don't even know what happened. <laughs> it just kept growing, and then, uh, yeah. Bonds with the Pirates was cool because Andy Van Slyke, yeah. Barry Bonds, Bobby Benilla played yep. on that yeah. same team. That's a good that's a good mix a
0: of Pirates players. Eddie, you? Uh, Bo Jackson. I had this, uh, I don't remember if it was black and white or color. I feel like it was black and white, but he had shoulder pads on and he had the baseball
4: bat over his shoulders.
0: And that picture was cool because, of course, he's ripped. And, man, I remember being like, Bo Jackson is amazing.
4: Do you want to answer mine for me? In my room as a kid.
0: Oh but, gosh, I know this. He didn't have a room, guys. Never had a bedroom till. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>.
4: <laughs>
0: I was for a minute there, I'm thinking like, okay, what? You were in deep thought this? there, Eddie. Well, there he he goes. was. He's yeah. probably going like
4: Mark Grace. Oh, that's and what I was thinking. What <laughs> razor But we didn't. Yeah, I never had a bedroom till uh, I got older in college, actually. Uh, and then that was just posted for myself. Just every night I was like, I want to be that guy. Like McConaughey. All right, time for the tittle-tattle. Let's go over to kick off, Kevin. Kevin? All right. Who
5: do you trust more to have a better bounce-back season, Christian McCaffrey or Saquon Barkley?
4: Ooh. Oh, my goodness. That's good. That's a good question. Can you bet on them both to, like, break a body part to be injured? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Oh, boy. Adam, I'll go to you on this one first.
3: Oh, I thought you answered the way we I do, but you. I feel like you need to go if you want Okay, to that's fair. Uh, I don't like the Giants offensive line. That's been such a weakness for so long. Man, it's just going to be really hard to run behind that massive tangled nonsense. So you're going to take one? I'm going, I'm going? going Chris, I'm going Christian McCaffrey.
4: I'm going to go with McCaffrey to have a better year this year and to oh man, they're both going to miss a couple games with something though, yeah, right? It's a lot. Like if you draft I just think all fantasy here cuz I'm not a fan of either one of those teams. Although I am a Panthers fan this season because of Baker. Mm. I like Baker Mayfield. Obviously, he was going to be the starter. He's going to be the starter. They've announced that now. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with McCaffrey because I'm going to be a Panthers fan this year, and I think he's got a better shot because of what he has around him to not be used every freaking play. I think Daniel Jones.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: Uh, what's you know what can he do? You know not much. Uh, so I'm going to go with I if I'm drafting one of those players, which I don't have that spot in any draft. I'm probably going to go McCaffrey over Saquon Barkley. All right, next one.
5: Uh, Madden 23 is getting a lot of bad reviews from players, people around the world, so it's kind of a two-parter here. What's your favorite Madden of all time, and is Madden really
4: that bad now? Because you guys play. My favorite Madden of all time is whatever comes out, the latest version of it. Yeah, the newest one. Yeah, people are always, uh, people are upset about everything. I know. Yeah, I, I like, hey, a uh, guy gave to charity. Oh, he didn't give enough. I hate him. <laughs> what, <you> know, <laughs> I'm true. mad. He's got more than that. He, yeah, exactly. It's fine. I'll, you like it? Madden doesn't, year to year, make any humongous changes that's always the issue people have with it. It's like, oh, man, we, there's no big change. I can tell you one big change this year. Now you can push triangle, and people will try to trade with you instead of you going to trade with them, which is pretty cool because you're like, let me see what my options are for these players. Mm. That never happened. It's awesome. The game's awesome. Okay. But what sucks sometimes is EA servers, but that's also in basketball.
0: Oh, that's every server, video game servers. They're terrible.
4: EA servers, though, because they're so popular at times, go down a bit more What seemingly to me than any other game.
0: Do they disconnect you like during the game, or is it hard to just
4: just log on? yeah, Yeah. it'll just be down. It'll be like, oh, we're doing we're doing routine maintenance. It's two p.m. on a Thursday, bro. You don't do routine maintenance at two p.m. on a Thursday. Uh, I think the game's great. Okay. Yeah, I think it's great. There's a Twitter being. And now you can move. You can move your team. You can relocate. I took the Cowboys. Told you last week, moving out of Dallas. They're now the Oklahoma City Bison. That's crazy. I only did that to piss off everybody in my league. What's up?
5: That's actually a thing. I thought I was you just trying to get out of Dallas.
4: No, that's a thing. Yeah, that's that's a thing. All right, what else?
5: Uh, If you had to choose a non-quarterback to win the
4: Heisman this year, who would it be? Well, to be fair, Brandon Marcello and I talked about this coming up in the interview. And let's just say he's an edge player at the University of Alabama who's freaking awesome. And I'll let him talk about that. But if I didn't already think that, I'd for sure think that now. Okay. We'll leave that. But Brandon talks about it coming up in just a little bit. What else?
5: Outside of your Razorbacks, which big week one matchup are you most excited for this weekend? Notre Dame at Ohio State, Oregon at Georgia, or Utah at Florida?
4: The Notre Dame-Ohio State's interesting because both those schools have really low numbers next to their name, right? Two mm-hmm. top five schools, basically. So you look and you go, wow. Uh, the Georgia game, they both are good top 25 teams. Uh, but the one that interests me the most is the Florida-Utah game because Florida is a traditionally really good school from the SEC. Utah, not a traditionally powerful school from the Pac-12. Roles are reversed, and nobody's picking Florida to win. Although, let me look at the line. That game interests me the most because let's see what Utah does, and also let's see if Florida weakened is still better than a really good, because I think Utah's a number seven if I'm just going from memory right now. yep uh but the game let's see the line on that game by the way draftkings sportsbook <laughs> <laughs> promo code that bobby is. sports uh the game right now it's only a, it's florida plus 2 like they're giving uh, florida a lot of respect okay utah's only it, a and it was 2 and a, and a 2 po- yeah a yeah. 2 point favorite i'm st- it is in the swamp too i'm still going to bet on florida but that's a 5 point game then yeah. cuz yeah. you know they give 3 points to the swamps also i'm still going to bet on florida just cuz i am Absolutely biased with the SEC for no other reason. So that game interests me the most. All right, what else?
5: Okay, well, that kind of answers the next question, maybe. Then, which underdog do you think has the best chance this weekend Florida, Utah, Cincy, and Arkansas, or Notre Dame over Ohio State?
4: Man, Cincinnati's got a really good shot against Arkansas because they could be really good. I think the ceiling and the floor are the widest in that Arkansas game. Who knows? Arkansas could go out and wipe the floor. Really, we got a great quarterback. We, I think we're gonna have a really solid receiving core, which we had one really good receiver last year. I think we're gonna have a few. I think it's gonna be Kansas City Chief-ish. We got a few guys. that are gonna get the ball now more more so than just one. Um, I think that game though, because the spread is minus six now. Used to be minus. It used to be uh, Arkansas was an eight point favorite, but now, okay. it's, but now they're a six point favorite. I think Cincinnati's got a real chance to be good and to win that game. I think Cincinnati ends up getting really good this season, but I think Cincinnati probably does Florida really have a chance to beat Utah. I think they're getting too much respect betting. Because mm-hmm. Utah's really good. I would just I'd love to see Florida win, but I'm gonna go Cincinnati in that question. Okay. Go ahead. That's it. All right, there That's you go. Fine. That's tittle tattle. <laughs> Thank you. We are now going to go to our interview with Michael Rappaport. Michael Rappaport, comedian, actor, tons of movies, friends, Phoebe's boyfriend that was the cop. Now he's in Only Murders in the Building. Just finished that; it's awesome. Uh, he's written a book called This Book Has Balls: Sports Rants from the MVP <laughs> of Talking Trash. It's in hardcover and audiobook. And the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast is now on iHeartRadio. The guy's so funny. I actually never emailed him back, and it's been like four weeks. Uh oh. I thought he was kidding. That I just never trust anybody when they're like, "I want to hang out with you and talk with you." I always think that's for like microphone only. Oh, man, they really mean it's it. It's like what I, how I talk to you guys. Like <laughs> microphone, <rolling> only? Microphone. <laughs> yeah. But he reached out, and I was like, I don't think he really wants to like be my friend. So I never responded. I think he's awesome, though, is the thing. Yeah. I think he's awesome. All right, here we go. This is Michael Rappaport. Bobby Bones. How you doing, buddy? I'm good, Bones. How you doing? Yeah, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, a couple things. Before we get into you know the podcast specifically, like uh, Awesome on Only Murders This Season, like did not thank you thank you you. I mean I guess I didn't know you were going to be in the season I'm a big fan of yours uh professionally and you're killing it as the detective so I mean that had to be a pretty cool gig to get right pretty exciting absolutely absolutely yeah we could talk about that we could talk about whatever you want man well then let's start why don't we start with the podcast because I I, you know that's what's happening right now it's called (laughs) I am rapaport so talk about that for a second as in like if I'm going to listen to this because there are 10 million podcasts, Like what am I going to get on I Am Rappaport?
2: The I Am Rappaport stereo podcast, you get my full disruptive takes on every single thing going on in my life, everything going on in the world, sports, movies, politics, what, 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 sort of whatever sort of going on. You're right. Podcasts are like buttholes. Everybody's got one. <laughs> Um, so, you know, you, 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 you have to, uh, you know, sort of separate yourself from the pack. We've been doing it for a while now, excited to be on iHeart and, uh, you know, I love doing the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast. It's, it's uncensored and, uh, you know, I, it's just a, you know, a free for all of whatever sort of, you know, pops into my head, whatever's going on. Sometimes we have guests, sometimes we don't. And, uh, you know, I, I, I love doing it. Did they
4: move all nearly thousand episodes over? Yeah, they're all there they're all there. So, uh, cause I watch you on TikTok too. And again, I I love it when you're just unhinged or, or normal, depending on how you define you. Uh, I think, I think my, my, my normal
2: is, is unhinged. I've come to terms with that. Do
4: people expect you to be like that all the time? Let's say you're just going to get a coffee somewhere and they're like, yo dude, (laughs) do that thing you do where you yell and say the F word. You know, I, I think some people do. Some people do, uh, expect me on, you know, full tilt
2: all the time, but you know, I look at social media as sort of performance art. It, it is, it is, it's not, you know, who I am all the time. It's sort of a, a heightened, sort of a heightened uh, a variation of, of, of my personality. And, uh, you know, but yeah, you know, people, people, uh, you know, sometimes expect me to be, you know, on full blast all the time, but it, it, that's fine. I have no, I've no, it's, you know, I have no problem with that.
4: Are you a big, I know you're a Knicks fan. I mean, I've seen you talk about the Knicks a lot. Are you a big uh, New York football fan as well?
2: Yes, I'm a big football fan. I'm a big New York football fan. I'm
4: a big fantasy football
2: player. I'm a champion, Bobby, Uh, a fantasy football champion and a senior fantasy football analyst. I take my fantasy football very, very seriously seriously. And, uh, you know, it's we're coming up on, uh, you know, draft day and then we, you know, we roll into winning time the entire season. I consider winning time for myself.
4: Well, okay. So draft, yeah, all the drafts are coming up. Do you already have you, let's talk about whatever league you feel like is the most important. So let's focus on that one for a second, whichever one it is, which group of friends is that league to you?
2: Well, there's two leagues. There's the, the Stern show fantasy football league, which I have not won, uh, uh, yet. And then there's my money league. They're both, um, they both mean a lot to me for different reasons the stern show league is more of, of an emotional uh uh um championship and the money league you know there there is real money involved uh, uh both are excite me and i take both very very seriously and uh, you know and I, I love i love fantasy football unfortunately i feel like i love fantasy football more than real football uh but like i said you are talking to a senior fantasy football analyst um, and uh, uh, like I said, I, I come to win and, and
4: dominate. My team is the iconic uh, Rappaport's Delight. That's the name I have, and it's it patents. So when you leave these messages and the Stern guys play them back, which I hear, yes. which I hear them, and they are—they're yes. very emotional. It's—it's it's, yes. you're so angry, and it's—it feels like just from listening to the, that saga over a couple of years that you, you rarely finish. I mean, it, the the performance hasn't been great in that league. Am I am I accurate There's there? Not, I I have to correct you there, Bobby. And 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 I, and I have to correct you. I, I have been to the championship.
2: I have come in second place. I have come in third. Listen, nobody cares about second place. Nobody cares about third place. I have beaten all of them. I just not have won the chip. So um, I don't know. Maybe we're looking at maybe firing a producer who gave you that mission. No,
4: reason. I have been. Excuse me. Well, no, hold been... on. What it is is because <laughs> me. your, your messages are so upset all the time. I just feel like that's somebody that finishes last. I guess that's all I remember is you being upset no. on the voice. No, Bobby, that is,
2: that is just not accurate. That is just not accurate. And and like I said, I, if I were you, somebody's giving you misinformation. I'd look at getting some, putting somebody on unemployment <laughs> today. That That's just how I would be running the operation if I was you over there. Uh, I have been great. I just not have one The chip i have not gone over the hill i've gotten to the top of the hill and then what happens is i'll roll back down you know stumbling stammering sometimes bruised beaten and tattered but i still come back for more oh yeah i come back for more and what i'm planning on doing this year is finally winning taking that ape, baba buoy down um plucking all of his gorilla hair off and then pulling every single one of his teeth out and wearing it around my neck like a pirate's necklace, like Mm -hmm. Johnny Depp would do in in in, uh, like the Pirates of Caribbean, but it's not going to be uh shark's teeth or it's going to be gorilla teeth around my neck. Mm -hmm. And when I do that, Bobby Bones, Mm -hmm. I will be coming back to your show victorious. Thank you, sir.
4: Yes. Now, back to your point. I don't have any information about that. I just listened to Stern (laughs) and my point again, I'll say it and we can move you the. The, cry, the crying on the voicemail makes me feel like you always finish in a sad state. Maybe that's what I should have said.
2: I understand that, but, but also let me tell you something. Anybody could call somebody up and talk trash when they're winning. A true champion of trash talk, a true champion of life is who can fight and talk trash to a gorilla <laughs> or a human when they've lost. Like I said, I've won a few. I've lost a few, but I keep coming back. The team's name is uh, Rappaport's Delight. Uh, uh, the podcast is the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. And 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 like I said, uh, uh, this year I plan on winning my money league, which is not that interesting to the fans. And I plan on also winning the Stern Show Fantasy Football League and plucking every single one of those gorilla teeth out of yeah.
4: Boofy's mouth. Thank you. That we we do have that one that, that down for sure. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, as, as, are you a Giants fan or a Jets fan? I'm a Giants fan. Okay, I'm a Giants fan. Daniel Jones, thumbs up, thumbs down.
2: Thumb. Uh, uh, I have a broken thumb. Mm. The thumb. He doesn't deserve a thumb at this point. I. I he could prove me wrong. I, this is not a Super Bowl caliber quarterback. This is not a championship quarterback. So I am not expecting much. I would love him to improve. I just don't feel that good about my Giants uh this season. I am concerned about Saquon Barkley and 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 them just running him into the ground. He's already had some some injuries. Uh and I'm I'm concerned about the Giants across the board. The Jets to me are gonna be a little bit more of an exciting team, and they have some fantasy football guys
4: who who I'm sniffing around. <laughs> That's the sound of me sniffing uh, uh, sniffing around and possibly get it. Would you take Saquon in the late first or even the second round with all of his injury history, even though people are really high on him this season? I'd take him in the late second round. Not before that. And You wouldn't even give him a couple bonus spots because he's the guy on your team, and you'll probably no. spend more time watching your team, so no. why not give him a couple extra?
2: There are no feelings in fantasy football, sir. I don't care if my mother... Is available first round first pick, and I have the first round first pick. She she ain't getting picked. She 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 might she might go on waivers. Mm. Mom, wife, children. <laughs> uh, uh, there ain't no feelings in fantasy
4: football. None. 0. 0.0. So if let's say the Giants, let's say they're playing the Cowboys, and you have the Cowboys defense, and so you need the Cowboys to stop the Giants for your fantasy yes. football victory. Or if the Giants pull it out, they stay in the mix to go to the playoffs. Where's your heart?
2: The Dallas Cowboy defense. And I'm going to tell you something, Bobby. <laughs> I, 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 if you use this, I'm going to say that it's voice modulated. Yeah. I'm just doing this because because I'm a fan and, and I like talking to you. Uh, 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 but the Dallas Cowboy defense and, and the Giants are going to have to figure it out the next season. Because uh, I come to win. No feelings in fantasy football. Sometimes you got to make a, a decisions. And you just got to shut. You just got to shut yourself off to, to, to all that noise, all that inner turmoil, all, all all that 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 you know that that loyalty, uh, uh, that New York this, that New York that, that Eli uh, Manning stuff. Uh, uh, you know, that's all that Lawrence Taylor stuff. It's all got to go out the door.
4: Michael Rappaport's on with us. The I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast is now on iHeartRadio. It's 1,000 episodes, basically. It's a really funny podcast, especially if you love what Michael Rapport does, and I do. I think you're uh, awesome on TikTok. I was mentioning before we started recording that Only Murders in the Building, you're great. This is season two, and you come and you're a detective on the show. I don't want to spoil anything, um, but it's a really central character to the season, when you go on and you're working with Steve Martin and Martin Short, and listen, you've done a lot of massive projects. You've had a lot of massive roles. Is it different when you get to work with two guys like that, or is it just another day with some really great, talented people?
2: It's, it's never another day, you know, uh, uh, working with people like that. I, I was so impressed with working with them the first day and so sort of taken aback by how prepared and how enthusiastic they were um, on the set and uh you know Steve Martin is 76 Martin Short is 72 and they come to work 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 to quote the great uh Rihanna uh 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 my 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 crush and i know she she just had a baby um but y- you know yeah i mean I, I i'm such a fan you know and i was a fan before i started acting and i never let myself not have that sort of appreciation for who i'm working with uh and when i'm working with them uh, um so it was, it's, it was it was cool working with them and, you know, it's cool working with all the other people that I grew up admiring and idolizing, you know, to be honest, uh, uh, throughout the years and, and to be able to be across from them. I, I never let myself, I never take th- those moments for granted. And, you know, Steve Martin, you know, when you see him, it's like, yo, it's Steve Martin. He's got the glasses, he's got the hair and, you know, it's Steve Martin. And, you know, I've been such a fan of his since I was a kid and I didn't even know what was going on on Saturday night live when I was watching with the wild and crazy guy. And I didn't even understand, you know, his sort of humor. Uh, um, and to be in front of him, I, I, I never take that for granted.
4: A couple things from your career that i like to talk about. If, if we got a few minutes, like three specific things, because again, I've been following you. Well, for a are long. you sure you don't want to talk about losses again? Cause I feel like you say a couple more
2: things and then maybe you want to talk about, cause like you threw that. I'll get back to that.
4: It's just, you whine. Okay. It's just, it's whiny. And I was—I always—I feel that's like I associated the 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 crying with like finishing last every time. And like I, you what, said that a couple
2: of times yeah. already,
4: Bobby. And yeah. I
2: think everybody is clear that 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 that's that's what you said. And I just wanted to <laughs> when you said you talk about my career.
4: <laughs> uh, you know what's funny, okay. Bobby? Uh, yes. Be, go ahead. Go, go ahead. Go ahead.
2: There's going to be some fans of yours that be like they're going to think that I was giving you a hard time. They're gonna think that they're not gonna get the high-level banter that we're doing here, and and that's gonna be sad because they're gonna be like, Bobby, why did you have that that a hole on your show? You see, I'm not cursing because I'm a trained professional. Why why did you do that and all that stuff? There's gonna be a few people that are not really appreciate appreciating the sort of the 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 sparring. This is like a great sparring session. This is like, you know, when Ali would spar. Uh, uh, you know, like, like Larry Holmes, when Larry Holmes was coming up and Ali was sort of, you know, older. This is this, this, I I really enjoy talking to you, Bobby. But anyway, go ahead, ask me about some of my
4: other fantastic achievements in my career, as long as it doesn't have to do with losing to gorillas. Okay. Go ahead. Shoot. Shoot. I'm shooting. I'm shooting. Uh, my name is Earl that my name is Earl in the office. I watch it together back to back. Yeah. Do people recognize you from that show still? Because that show is one of my favorite shows.
2: Really good show. My name is Earl. It's a shame that it didn't. It didn't, you know, go on. It deserved to go on. It could have, sort of, in my opinion, been one of these syndicated shows like The Office if if, if it had, you know, had its legs. Because The Office, you know, when it first started, it didn't, you know, it wasn't what it is today in terms of everybody knowing it, everybody quoting it. But yeah, people recognize me from that and and um, you know, bring that up. And and uh, you know, I had a great time doing it. And and the the creator of the show is a friend of mine, and you know, is it's a fun show.
4: part fun show what about friends people recognize you from that mostly all the time
2: yeah not not mostly but but you know friends is on television it's on planes it's on in bars It, it it's almost like our brady bunch but because now it's syndicated television and netflix you know different demographics of people will watch the show like kids you know 12 13 year old kids and 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 know me just from that you know um they'll be educated in the greatness of everything else i've done and i tell them that to their face i say listen i don't care that you're only a sixth grader and you only know me from friends kid uh uh, you need to go and learn yourself you little punk you Mm -hmm. no but uh you know friends was awesome to be a part of and uh i'm you know listen i've been doing this for so long you know a lot of people get frustrated being recognized and, and 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 People coming up to them when they're doing this, that, and the third. I'm appreciative of anybody that knows me from anything because I do feel blessed and so fortunate to, to have such a, a a career for such a long time. What advice
4: would you give the following athletes? Tom Brady. What advice could I give Tom? I don't
2: think he needs any of my advice. Don't eat what I eat. Continue <laughs> eating
4: avocados <laughs> and avocado
2: ice cream. All right. He's going, he's, this year he's 63, right? Uh, um, I expect them to win the Super Bowl. Hey, Tom Brady is probably one of the only people who I do not think can use any of my advice. Uh, I'm sure some of the other people you, you you'll bring up uh, certainly need my advice. Dak Prescott, Dak Prescott, man, you should you should whoever negotiated that contract, man, I think it was him. Or I mean, he, he this is a guy who's getting paid up the wazoo. And 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 Dak Prescott, just keep keep stay healthy and keep smiling all the way to the bank because you ain't winning the Super Bowl, <laughs> Dak Prescott. You are not that guy. Uh, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, cut the hair. You look ridiculous. <laughs> um, listen, you know, unlike Tom Brady, I'd say continue doing whatever you're doing. I mean, you this guy ain't eating avocado ice cream. He's eating mushrooms and. You know, uh, I don't know what I, what kind of wacky, wonderful stuff he's eating, but he's 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 another guy that superseded all, all of expectations and continues to kick ass at, at a high level. And he's on that wacky tobacco, and he came out and said it. He, he I mean, wacky tobacco to him, just straight up weed marijuana is like nothing. Darren Rodgers. he's on that that natural born killers. He's on that that real kooky, <laughs> and uh, he he was MVP season on that. So. He's fantastic. He's good. I've had great championship uh, games with him and my fantasy football team. And, and you know, whether you love Aaron Rodgers, whether you hate Tom Brady, whether you, you know, vice versa, you know, I, via fantasy football, have been able to appreciate them a lot more. And, and and you know, I, I try to appreciate them uh, more now because they at some point they're going to stop playing.
4: Only two more. Joe Burrow. Joey
2: Burrow. You ain't getting back to the Super Bowl anytime soon, Joey B. I don't think Joey B is is that dude. I think he's great. I think he's great. But I think last year,
4: that was a very, very good year for Joe Burrow. All right, last one. Jared Goff.
2: Damn. Poor Jared Goff. They got him (laughs) on HBO. Hard Knocks. Man, that's... Man, they got a tough, tough run. What did they win? One game last year? Was it one game? Three. 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 You know what's funny about HBO Hard Knocks is... You could watch the Detroit the Detroit Lions coming out of a three win season and it's so compelling. The music is so compelling. The editing is so compelling. Their coach is so compelling. Leah Schreiber's voiceover is so compelling. You could actually walk away watching an episode of the Detroit Lions on Hard Knocks and go, these going to win the super bowl <laughs> like, the show is so good for so long and it, and and it, like it tricks you into thinking you're watching a good team like i watched the first episode last week and i was like fuck yeah man the detroit pistons are gonna the detroit lions are gonna win the super bowl then i'm like this is just all editing of liam shriver's voiceover great show i love that show it, and it's
4: been so good for so long but it tricks you into thinking that this team has a shot in hell of doing anything All right, Michael – he's taking a drink of water. He is parched. (laughs) Michael Rappaport, the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast, uh, we will end on this. You guys, by the way, it's over at iHeart now, so check it out. There are so many episodes. If you think he's funny, you're going to love all the episodes. Follow him, too, on social. That's where I get my fix for the most part. Uh, We'll end with this. When it comes to hip-hop, who is the best rapper alive Mm. right now? Damn, that's a good question. I have to say the best rapper alive is Uh, Jay-Z.
2: He's the greatest to ever do it, the body of work the styles, the longevity. Um, You know, he's a battle rapper. He's a song maker. He's a hit maker. He he superseded all expectations that I'm sure even he had for himself. And Jay-Z is is a true epitome of one of the greatest rappers, uh, uh, great lines ever to do it. Uh, You never thought that hip hop would take it this far. I mean, Jay-Z is, he's a brand unto himself. Uh, uh, So I have to say
4: he, if I have to pick one, uh, uh, Jay Z is the greatest rapper alive. All right, Christian McCaffrey, top five pick. Or are you too worried about him getting hurt again? Man, I, that's a, that's tough. Um, right today, I have Christian McCaffrey. I have the second pick in my draft, and I'm picking
2: the good Christian who always shows up on Sundays. He is a man that loves Sundays. I love him, and and I, I'm I'm as of today, I'm picking him number two in my money league draft. And and the good Christian, like I said,
4: he performs on Sundays. Unless he's hurt, which is most Sundays, uh, not showing wow. up to church. That's a hater. That's a hater yeah, yeah, attitude, yeah, yeah. Bobby. Yeah, that's That's, a, that's a Did you? Did Christian do something to you
2: in fantasy? Like what? What is that a Texas thing? Like what? What's mm. happening? Well, you. That's a you,
4: you can you can't win a, a season in the first round, but you can definitely lose it. And if you drafted McCaffrey last year, you probably lost it. I didn't. But but, but
2: I, I'm feeling like maybe maybe you reach out to. Are you in a lead? How many leads do you in, Bobby? Two. Two leagues, okay. Because I'm feeling like maybe, uh, you know, we keep in touch during the fantasy football league. Like maybe we go head up, you know, like you know, just you know, five bucks, ten bucks, you know, like just like a head to head something. Okay, but you, but we you, could
4: pick we, we we pick each week, like our own. What do we do? Draft two two teams. Yeah, we'll or do what? we'll do like you know like a head up, like a you know like a week. You know, we'll pick a week,
2: five week, five week, two week, one whatever week. Because you seem real confident, cocky. I like your tone. <laughs> The glasses give you an edge that maybe, or maybe,
4: yeah.
2: uh, maybe you're smart, maybe you're not. I mean, I don't know if those are real or that's just an effect. But I'm saying, like, if you want smoke, you think about it. I don't want to pressure you on air. If you want smoke with me, head up. And like, I'm, I'm not talking about stakes. I'm not talking about big money. I'm talking about it could be. It could just be for for, for trash talking rights. Like, I'll yeah. come on your show and, and 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 walk you through and walk your fans through the beating that I'll give you anytime.
4: Again, don't make a decision now. I don't want any harsh decisions with you here. It's just an, it's a no win because if and when I win, I mm-hmm. will have to f- have 20 voicemails on my phone of you crying that you're losing. And if I mm. lose, I will have to hear, mm. hear 20 voicemails crying that you're winning. So boom! It's the same. So boom, boom. But 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 if you want smoke, if okay. you want that action, <laughs> if you want that bump, all right, all right. You let me
2: know I because will let you, you sound know. like you're into it, like I'm into it.
4: Listen, I'm Rappaport Stereo Podcast now on iHeartRadio. Get it wherever. It's a great podcast. I'm a m- massive fan. Thank you for your time. Good luck in your league, and I'll be listening for the voicemails, my friend. Anytime, Bobby, I appreciate you having me and uh, stay in touch, man. Keep doing your thing. Anytime right. you want me on, let me know. All right. See you, buddy. Have a good day. Thanks to Michael Rapport. Hilarious. Awesome. We now start the 25 Whistles Parlay of the Week. The Whistles. The Weekly Whistles Parlay. We don't have a name for it yet. Oh, you're thinking it out. I'm, 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 I like I'm, that. I'm not working it out. Whistling. Whistling parlay. Dick. Jeez. Wait, what? Whistling. <laughs> whist parlay. I think that's it, bro. No. Workshop that. All Let's right. So, we're doing the 25 whistles episode 24. We'll have us all nailed down. You know that's what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, let's go with the parlay of the week. And I pulled it up here. And as I look at these games, I'm going to read you some interesting lines. Alabama's a 38.5 favorite over Utah State. I like that game, especially early. I'm going with Alabama, giving up 38.5 points.
5: 38.5. That's right. Wow.
4: Consider me clicked. Wow. All right, there's one. Let's see. My next parlay, oh, man, that is a lot of points. Lot. I start to regret it right in the middle of the bit. <laughs> yeah. I think you're good. Hmm. My next one's going to be. I'm gonna go. I'm taking a favorite, Georgia, giving up 17 points to Oregon. And again, both teams should be pretty good. I like that this season. But yeah. I'm, I'm taking Georgia, and I'm giving up the points. And then I'm gonna go Arkansas money
3: Ooh.
4: That was actually less risky than the <laughs> But I appreciate that. I like hey. I like the fact that you fired up for uh, me. What's this? that what's that line? Uh six. Arkansas six point okay. favorite. So if I bet fifty bucks on those three games, I will make two hundred and forty seven dollars. All right. According Eddie. to the spreads as we record this podcast. I'm in. Boom. There it is. You guys wanna make money? Well, get a job. If you wanna <laughs> beg and pray like I do, here are your bets right me make sure i got it here my bets three pick parlay alabama giving up 38 and a half georgia giving up 17 and the arkansas money line there you go Count, yep. your, count your money uh use draftkings sportsbook use the code bobby sports and all kinds of promos i mean download the draftkings sportsbook app now use the promo code bobby sports get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on any football game that's the code bobby sports only at draftkings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the nfl minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. 21 and up, most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for terms and resources. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Tennessee, call or text the Tennessee red line 800-889-9789. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. All right, let's play. And this is a new theme song that Reed made up for us. We're going to push play on it now. Yes. <laughs> When we recorded this, it wasn't ready, but it will be (laughs) in post. This is the Adam Stats theme song. Uh, uh, Adam Stats.
0: Adam has all your stats for you. Adam Stats.
3: All right, Adam, what do you got? Buffalo Bills fans, this is going to bum you out a little bit. We have – there's only been six teams ever who have been odds-on preseason favorites uh, to go on to win the Super Bowl. Happened 2018, New England. 2016, New England. Uh, Before that, it was all the way back in 06, And then before that, was so long ago, it doesn't even matter. They didn't even have odds. They used (laughs) rocks. rocks. rocks, The team with the most rocks rocks were in front of their (laughs) stadium. (laughs) One Rocks and sticks. So good luck to you, Buffalo Bills. Uh, It's going to be a steep hill to climb.
4: I would always, I think it's great. You build your team so that people give you uncomfortable expectations. I love it. I'm expected to win when I do radio. I'm expected to sell tickets when I do a live show. I'm expected to, when I do a TV show, to get ratings. You know why? Because the things that I have done have led to the point where people go, we have to put this expectation on you because you proved you can do it. And I think with Buffalo, sure, interesting stat. Most teams don't. But odds that you're going to win a Super Bowl aren't good anyway. But every time, if you're going to tell me I'm the favorite to win, I'm going to say, great. That means I must have something going on that makes me, at least preseason, Look better than everybody else. So if I'm a Buffalo fan, I'm going to jump through like 10 tables this year. <laughs> Stack, I'm, I'm co- yes, put them <laughs> Stack them up. Yes, put them up. How Let's many go. can I go through? I'm hell in the cell coming off the top of that thing and yep. just smacking the tables. Those guys are crazy. Yeah. Which ones? Buffalo fans or <laughs> yeah, wrestling the fans? mafia. Oh, yeah. They're yeah. crazy, man. Yeah. They're nuts. I like when they light the table on fire and they jump into it. <laughs> yeah. And then they jump up on fire, confused. No, yeah. how? how? How did this happen? Well, because you, you jumped, jumped into the fiery table. Yeah. Uh, that is your Adam stats, and let's play the Adam stats out song. I, I,
0: Adam stats, that's Adam stats, he's got
4: those stats for you. I can like those stats. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's go over and go to an interview with Brandon Marcello. This guy's awesome. He is a national college football reporter at Twenty Four Seven Sports. Listen, he's been named like journalist of the year for all the country, whatever that King Dingling of writing. Wow. That's the award I gave him. Man. Yeah. <laughs> Before joining 24-7 Sports, he was at SC Country, the Alabama Media Group. Uh, you can follow him, Marcello, on Twitter. To check out his work, go to 247sports.com. All right, here it is with Brandon Marcello.
1: Hey, Brandon, how are you, bud? Doing good. How are you?
4: Hey, real good. So I wanted to run through some games here because you're the guy, which, by the way, let me read an accolade here that if people didn't respect you already, when I read this one single accolade, they're going to be like, all right, I should listen up and listen closely. Uh, Brandon was named National Beat Writer of the Year by the Associated Press in 2018. What's that trophy look like?
1: Uh, it's a plaque. Oh. It's uh, I'm looking at it now across the room, and the, it's just a small little plaque that uh, just says first place on it. Yeah, I'd wear it around Nick.
4: It'd be like a chain. Like, what's the guy with the clock? What's his name? Flava Flav. Flava Flav. yeah. Flav. Brandon, I would be Flava flavor with that thing. Everywhere I went, it would say number one writer in all of sports. I'd just change I it would, up a little
1: bit, too. I I put it at the top of my resume so that maybe one day I get a raise for it. Be nice.
4: Uh, Listen, I'm super pumped you're on. I think you're awesome, especially when you go on all these podcasts I listen to. So thank you for the time today.
1: Absolutely. Big fan of yours, by the way. So let's do it. Thank you.
4: So I want to go through the big five games this week. We had a few games last week, but this is like week one. That's week zero or whatever that means. But this is week one in college football. So I just want to walk through the big five games and hear what you have to say about the teams and who you think is going to win the game. And I'll start with the big one, which is Notre Dame at Ohio State. Both are top five teams. How do you see this game shaking out?
1: Well, I think Ohio State is probably the most loaded team offensively in the country, at least early on this season. They got the best receiver core. They've got the best quarterback in CJ Stroud, I believe. But Notre Dame is not going to be a slouch this season. I know a lot of people kind of writing off Notre Dame to a certain extent of thinking maybe they're not even a top ten program, even though they look it. On paper this season with new coach Marcus Freeman. To me, this spread I look at is just crazy. I think Ohio State's going to win it, but it's insane to me that Notre Dame is considered to be a heavy underdog by 15 or more points. It's kind of nuts. So I think Ohio State wins it, but I think it's going to be closer and potentially maybe even single digits just because I've got a lot more confidence in Notre Dame's defense and maybe some other people do.
4: And we're recording this a few days out from right before the game. And right now, though, and it will probably shift, it's at Ohio State a 15-and-a-half-point favorite. I'm with you. If they're a top-five team, how are they that much of an underdog? Are they not a top-five team, or is Ohio State just that
1: good? I think they're. We're, we're tending here in the preseason, we're putting Ohio State in that Alabama bubble, where even Alabama, when they face a top-five team, we're favoring them by double digits in some games. I think there's a lot of of that type of aura around Ohio State this season. A lot of people think they're going to be beating a lot of teams by double digits this year. I don't think this is going to be one of those because, again, I think Notre Dame's defense is much better than people giving it credit for.
4: I have Ohio State to win, Notre Dame to cover. All right, let's go to Arkansas and Cincinnati, which – there are only, I think, three games where both teams in the top twenty-five. This one's a personal one to me, and heck, to you as well. Uh, Cincinnati comes in, you know, being really good the last couple of years, especially last year. But they've lost a lot. They're still ranked in the top twenty-five. Talk about this game.
1: You know, it's crazy to I me. Mean, Cincinnati's a uh, program going into this year, they return like actually a lot of starters, but they lose a lot of their production at the key spots. So obviously, Desmond Ritter is gone at quarterback. They lose a lot of pieces on defense. So they go into this game not wanting to announce really who their starting quarterback is going to be. They're still trying to figure out and plug some things up. Arkansas returns a lot of pieces. But you actually look at it on a paper, I think they were returned between 10 to 12 starters, which isn't actually all that much compared to their SEC brethren. But they returned some really big production pieces, including K.J. Jefferson, a quarterback. I think Arkansas ends up winning this. This is the type of game that if it was on a neutral field, the Razorbacks would probably be favored by like three points maybe, maybe even less. And this is a game I think that a lot of people thought – uh, maybe even when it opened up that Cincinnati be a little bit closer, but because it's at Arkansas, it's going to be a huge crowd. It's going to be nuts there. It's early in the season. Cincinnati still trying to figure out his quarterback spot. I think that's why the line is what it is right now. It's about seven, about a touchdown favorite for for Arkansas. Having said that, Cincinnati still has a lot of experience, even if it's not necessarily that star power that we're talking about. So I, I think this one's going to be close. Uh, I think Arkansas still has to figure out, get some like uh, uh, some energy going with the receivers with Traylon Burks now gone. Uh, but I, I think the Razorbacks win this game and what was should be a really fun kind of back-and-forth affair that I think the Razorbacks would win, even if it was on a neutral site. But again, I, I don't know if it's a, a, a game that the Razorbacks win by seven or more. I think this might end up being a game that's decided – By the last couple of possessions in the fourth quarter,
4: I hate to hear that. I'll be honest with you. I I wanted to be like it's be a thirty-five point blowout, and I know you got to be, you know, impartial. You're from Arkansas. You went to University of Arkansas, and uh, you know you've written for all these organizations. You moved around, but still, I know you have to not be so pro Arkansas. But I was ready for like a seventeen point, like Arkansas's getting. That. But if they don't have a quarterback, <laughs> I, let me ask you this: I'm being a homer a little bit. But if Cincinnati doesn't have a quarterback that they've named as a starter, doesn't that mean that they don't have a quarterback that they look at as their head and shoulders starter, like for the whole season?
1: Based off what I'm hearing, they knew who their quarterback is. They, but they're keeping a lid on it. So they, they, know, they have confidence in their guy. It's just that they're uh, they're keeping a lid on it. We'll we'll see. I, I think again, if if the Razorbacks had a primary weapon at receiver that they had some experience with. I think the Hogs end up winning this game by seven or more, but that's kind of holding me back. Again, the Razorbacks, I'm with you. Sam Pittman's the man. He's got maybe one of the best assistant coaching staffs in the country, especially at OC and DC. That can't be underrated at all. And uh, But early season, going to be some struggles on both sides. And Cincinnati – returns actually a lot of pieces, even if they don't have that star power.
4: you think Cincinnati, when they start playing, because they're going to switch conferences, obviously, uh, do you think that they have got to upgrade their talent, or do you think they're already kind of set to make a splash at a Power 5 conference?
1: You know, they need to upgrade it in the trenches. Look at Alabama, what they did to Cincinnati last season in the playoff. Alabama just said, we're going to try and run the ball and then just demolish you in the trenches. And Cincinnati actually did a pretty good job of trying to keep that at bay at times, but it, was, it wasn't enough. They weren't able to do it long enough, and I think a lot of these teams are switching over. UCF, Cincinnati, Houston, they've got to upgrade their, their rosters and the trenches, and for that matter, I know a team we're going to be talking about here later, OU. OU and Texas, they're already starting to try and do that as they get ready to go to the SEC.
4: Utah and Florida, which is an interesting game to me because, again, if you were just to see these two schools and just go all right toss them up there you would expect the big sec school to be the favorite and utah has kind of only you know been relevant the last few years but they've been really relevant i mean they played really well in the rose bowl uh at least for me to watch them and go dang those guys like they had some grit about them and they're in the top 10 when the season starts this year so is utah for real or are they for real for the conference they're in and how's florida gonna gonna fare this season and then they're gonna match up week one
1: I think, to me, Utah is for real, and Utah is a legitimate playoff contender. I think that they will break the Pac-12's like five-, six-year drought here and reach the college football playoff this season. What I saw late last season from Utah was a team that is built in the trenches, which is not what a lot of teams in the Pac-12 tend to build around, and they push people around. I mean, they blew out Oregon twice last season, including in the Pac-12 championship, because they were so dominant in the trenches. So they go to Florida. They're going to match up very well with Florida in the trenches. In fact, they will have the advantage there. The difference here for Utah, it's a huge, huge road game. It's going to be difficult. But Utah, much more physical, as I said. And I think right now, obviously have the more experienced quarterback in Cam Rising, but also one that will be able to get them out of trouble. I think Utah not only wins this game, but actually covers the two-and-a-half-point spread as we speak here today. I think Florida – they, they do have some talent. Anthony Richardson, the quarterback there. A lot of people are talking about him maybe emerging as a dark horse Heisman guy. But the problem is we haven't seen him play more than a half of football in his career so far. How does he fit into Billy Napier's offensive system there in his first season as head coach? And then also, Florida is very thin at a lot of spots, and they've got to figure, figure that out in recruiting so they're about two years away from us talking about Florida maybe being a top two team in the SEC East, and for right now, that's not going to be enough. Even in the swamp, where you, I think you give team, you give Florida about an eight point cushion, not just a three point cushion, but like an eight point cushion in the swamp. And to me, Utah, when you go on a neutral field, is probably about a double digit favorite against the Gators, but on the road. This one could be tight, but I think Utah covers the two and a half, maybe three point spread, and and wins. Of course,
4: my dumb money will be on Florida money line, and I will lose that money. I just can't. I can't. I can't. I, I, when I see those two teams, I go to like College Football two thousand nine on PlayStation, <laughs> and I got to bet Florida. Uh but you're. I'm sure you're right. Uh next up, the big one. I think even bigger than Notre Dame and Ohio State, but again, it's a crazy spread. It's the Oregon Georgia game where you got two teams. Uh, Georgia, Oregon's coming at 11, Georgia's at number three. Two teams that should match up pretty well, but it's it's a 17.5 point spread as we're talking today.
1: That That is a bit, a bit insane to me. I saw that and I was like, whoa, are, are we sure? And I was double and triple checking and, and the spread seems to actually be growing. And this game has so much intrigue because Dan Lanning, now the head coach at Oregon, was the defensive coordinator at Georgia last season and getting them to a college football playoff national championship a generational defense at Georgia. So he knows the ins and outs. He knows where the skeletons are buried there at Georgia, but Georgia, so much more talented, so much deeper. Oregon lost some great pieces from last season, especially on defense. They're replacing potentially their quarterback with Bo Nix, who a lot of folks might remember was the Auburn starting quarterback, who was good at times, but is pretty average uh, most of the time. Georgia, just so much deeper across the board, but a lot better than the trenches. Again, you know I was talking about Oregon, Utah last season. Utah pushed Oregon around. Georgia is going to do the absolute same to Oregon if not worse to them. And here's the other thing, neutral site game, but it's in Atlanta. Georgia fans are going to are going <laughs> to storm that place. I think Georgia wins, but Oregon covers that massive 17 and a half point uh spread, but still I think Georgia wins going away probably by two touchdowns.
4: I like Knicks at Oregon, I think for his style of ball and the style of ball they play. And you mentioned Knicks at Auburn, you know, average occasionally they'd flash. That's Auburn as a team, right? I mean Auburn pretty average, but occasionally they'd flash and you'd be like, dang, like it, it is Auburn and Harson they gonna do something here? And they never really did. But I think I like Knicks at Oregon because of what they do and what he does. How do you feel about that situation there?
1: If But listen, I, I covered Auburn for a couple of years in Nick Sticks' first season, and he hasn't quite gotten over tr- the ability to tr- not be able to trust his offensive line. And that was pretty much because Auburn's offensive line wasn't very good. So it got him into this headspace where he was escaping pressure that wasn't there. He would take off running or roll out when he didn't need to. And he was still doing that up until this past season at Auburn. And that got him into some trouble. I mean – If you remember, there was that highlight against LSU where he's scrambling for like 12 seconds before he throws a pass down the field. And everybody's like, wow, the magic of Bo Nix. It's like, did he have to escape the pocket as quickly as he did? Was that really needed? Um, We'll see if he trusts his offensive line at Oregon. And Here's the other thing. Bo Nix, his numbers against Georgia in the past, terrible. I think they're in his head as well. But, you know, we'll see. I, I, you know, I, I think Nick's will end up being the guy there, but I'm actually higher for the future at quarterback at Oregon with with Anthony Brown, who they brought in. And uh, Mario Cristobal, when he recruited him, said he might have been the best quarterback in the country in the recruiting class a couple of years ago. So it's interesting to me that they went after Bo Nix in the transfer portal.
4: You know, I do that on Madden, where I just run and scramble for no reason. I'm just like, snap the ball, and I'm like, I'm hey, about to start running to the side because I don't know what I'm doing here.
1: I miss the old Tecmo Bowl days where you just do like a 50-step drop just step, drop, and then just throw it down the field and someone would catch it.
4: And on defense, all you had to do was call the other person's play and they swarmed them and there was no chance unless you had Christian Okoye, which kids now, they don't even respect Christian Okoye anymore. (laughs) I'm the old man now, I'm I'm fighting the clouds. Uh, Final game, and it's not because I think it's going to be a good game. And and as of right now, again, we're recording this a few days before, there is no spread, but I want to talk about Clemson at Georgia Tech just because I want to talk about Clemson for a second. I think there is a bit of a false narrative with Clemson that they sucked last year. They just sucked early. And yeah. they kind of caught themselves and then they were pretty good. A disappointing season if you're a Clemson fan and what we expect from Clemson and what Dabo Sweeney does there. But Clemson didn't suck last year. How do you feel Clemson's uh, number four going into the season? How do you feel about Clemson as a team? And then just talk about this game for a second.
1: Yeah, it's insane to me. Like Clemson won 10 games still last year. Um, you know, if they didn't lose that one game against NC State in overtime on the road, I think we're actually talking a little bit differently about Clemson because early in the year, it just kind of washed everybody away and uh, we started just putting them in the backseat. You know, DJ Uyonglele, the quarterback there, his issue is, is that he seems to like throw a knuckleball for every pass. He misses when they go downfield quite a bit, and we're just not accustomed to seeing that from a Clemson quarterback after all these years. He's got to fix that. He lost 25 pounds in the offseason, and I, I saw him a few weeks ago at ACC Media Days, and he is noticeably slimmer and noticeably much lighter on his feet, according to his teammates when I've talked to them. But does that help his arm accuracy? That was the issue to me for him last season. He says he's more confident, but Clemson, I, I think, no matter what Dabo Sweeney says and that he has all the confidence in DJ Uyongola he knows what type of player he is, He's not going to listen to anybody on message boards, as he says. He's his guy. But if he struggles the first few weeks of the season, I think they will turn to their freshman quarterback, Cade Klubnick, who is a five-star guy and is obviously the future there, whether it's this year or here or in two or three years. Uh, outside of that, you know, this is a game that they they should win, going away against Georgia Tech. But does that offense, especially in the passing game, look any better? Now, I had some insiders there at Clemson tell me that Because the way DJ performed early in the season, which I don't think was very fair to judge him by, because they faced Georgia, again, a generational defense, and that game was tight all the way till the end. Neither team did anything really offensively worth a darn. It was just a rock fight. I was there watching that, and I was just like, man, at the time I am thinking, wow, these are two of the best defenses I've ever seen, but turns out that there were some other issues as well, especially with Clemson's offensive line. Having said that, DJ, I think, is a good quarterback. I don't think he's a great quarterback. So Clemson might face a quarterback question there after a few weeks, but this will not start off a season like it did last year where it was an immediate loss and everybody's just freaking out and writing off Clemson. Clemson should win the ACC once again this year and get back there. It's just that I'm not so certain that it's going to be DJ Uyangale at quarterback by the end of the year. Yeah, my dumb money was, I put a little bit on him to win the Heisman.
4: Yeah, I talk, I'm talking to Brandon, I'm like, I'm an idiot again. Just because his odds were terrible, and I thought, you know, I think he could surprise some folks because his odds are so bad that if I want to put 20 bucks on it and make 400 like, that's where I'm sitting in it, you know?
1: He was my preseason pick. He was the guy I, I was putting money on, so to speak, even though I don't bet. I mean, we just say that ethically as a journalist. I do not bet, but... He says it again, he
4: was, ethically, he does not bet. That's right. Yes, yes, go ahead. But
1: but he was my guy. Uh, I, I really liked him, or liked what everybody was telling me about him. And then the other thing, I wanted to mention this. Tony Elliott, who was the OC there, now is the head coach of Virginia. I was told that they weren't quite running exactly what they were wanting to run last season. And I think Tony Elliott kind of pulled the reins back a little bit quicker than he maybe should have. And uh, Dabo Sweeney kind of, I want to say he seems upset about that, but he's mentioned several times this offseason They weren't running the type of tempo that he wants and what they're accustomed to. So I think that changes this year with the new OC.
4: I just doubled up my bet this year. He just talked me back into it. Uh, Let's talk about the Heisman for a second since I mentioned that. Give me your top five. Start at number one, where right now you're like, this is the favorite and let's walk down.
1: CJ Stroud, quarterback at Ohio State. He's going to put up monster numbers this year. He's got the best receiver core in the country right now on paper. um, And that schedule sets up so well for him to be able to put up any type of you know video game number he wants so, um
4: do you think beyond, oh, so, yeah, sorry, I mean to interrupt you there because you know Bryce Young wins it last year do you think the fact that they have so many great players that could win it at Alabama does that take Bryce out of the number one spot
1: yeah I think so and also because I, I hate to say this but recency bias yeah is uh he just won it so we're not going to give it to him again um unless he just absolutely puts up like breaking Joe burrow type numbers. That's why you didn't of, you know, win
4: 2019 B- national beat writer of the year. Cause they already knew you won it. And they were like, we can't give it to Brandon
1: again, even though he's the
4: best. That's what I think what happened.
1: <laughs> That's exactly it. Yes. And I, I've written so many, uh, uh, petitions uh, against it. Who do you got it? to? Here's, here's the thing. Yeah. I've got Bryce young at two. I've actually got three Alabama players, in my top five. Holy crap. All right. Who do you yeah. have at three? They're loaded. Jamar Gibbs running back transfer from Georgia tech. Georgia Tech very upset that he left and went to Alabama and that's because they knew what they had in him and they know what he could be at Alabama behind that offensive line. I think Alabama's going to run the ball a little bit more, especially between the tackles because Jamar Gibbs gives them that. I think he's going to put up some really big numbers in some big games this season and I I think I, I wrestled with the idea of putting Gibbs ahead of Bryce Young on this list.
4: So, if that's two Bama players, well I would imagine Will Anderson's got to be in there too.
1: Yeah, and the thing is, Will Anderson is the best player on that team, and I think the best player in the country regardless of position, but it's the Heisman. We do not vote for defensive players for whatever reason. I don't have a vote. Otherwise, he would have been on my ballot last year. Will Anderson is the best player in college football going into this season. He's going to put up great numbers, and even if he doesn't put up astronomical numbers to be in that Heisman conversation, if you watch him on every play – He's going to change practically every snap. Teams are going to scheme around him. They're going to run away from him. They're going to throw away from him. Will Anderson is the best player in college football. And Dallas Turner, the emergence of him at outside linebacker late last season is really what helped Will Anderson because teams were no longer having to just focus on one guy. They had two. That is going to be a dynamic pass rush defense for Alabama. And dare I say, it's going to be the best in the country and I think one of the best defenses as far as pass rushing that Nick Saban has ever had, which is saying something. All right, finally, who's at five? K.J. Jefferson. Wow. Why not? Because I think he's in a perfect opportunity here because of the crazy, amazing schedule, number one in the country, the type of games he gets at home, the type of games that will be showcased, and the weapons he has around him that he has the moment and the stage to emerge as a Heisman candidate and potentially as the winner. I compare it a lot to – I mean, we obviously know Arkansas history with Darren McFadden's emergence back in the mid-2000s with some big games, including that game at number 2 Auburn, and then Johnny Manziel, was just otherworldly, but he had to do it against a really good schedule. But when the big stage happened, he didn't shy from it, and that's actually when he put up his best numbers. K.J. Jefferson's got, Jefferson's got to do that. And what makes K.J. Jefferson different from all these other quarterbacks that we were mentioning and the ones you will see play in the next couple of weeks is that Jefferson legitimately puts the team on his back and will do anything he has to to win games, not just throwing the ball but running it. Look no further than the Alabama game last season on the road, and the one that I really sticks out to me is the Ole Miss game. I know that was a loss, but that game might not even really be all that close if K.J. Jefferson's not in at quarterback because of what he was doing running the ball if he is able to mix things up with this schedule where he's putting up big numbers through the air in the Kendall Bryles office which he'll be able to do but also gets him get himself several maybe even half a dozen 100 yard type games where he just looks absolutely dominant he's getting those highlight reel plays where he's knocking linebackers on their asses I really like KJ Jefferson to be that guy that maybe emerges in bay late in the season we're talking about but he's got to do it in the big game so Week one, Cincinnati, do it. But obviously the big game, everybody's got scheduled, is Alabama in Fayetteville. That's his Heisman moment. He's got to be consistent and great up until then. If he can beat Alabama, and even if he doesn't beat Alabama, but put up amazing numbers and keep Arkansas in that game, even if they don't win it, just based off his own play, he may very well be and I think could be in New York City for the Heisman Trophy ceremony.
4: Is it weird that I'm turned on right now? Right, I mean, if we're talking, I mean, I don't. I guess it's weird that I'm. Right. Uh, f- final. Thing. You've got, You've gone whole hog. Yeah, I him. mean, uh, yes, I've. <laughs> I live whole. I'm be honest with you. I wake up whole hog and then I stay whole hog. Uh, so two teams don't ask about, and we'll let you go. And I appreciate the time. But Oklahoma, my wife's a massive OU fan. I uh, begrudgingly have a relationship with the athletic director there and the head softball coach, his family, and I've now become part of that. And I just. I root for them, but if they don't win, I'm okay with that too. It's a weird relationship I have with that. So tell me about the OU football team with Venables coming in.
1: Well, it sounds like how you're reacting, how politicians should react. We listen (laughs) to each other. We enjoy each other, but we don't have to agree. We don't have to attack each other. Um, I don't like their defensive roster. They lost a lot of guys off defense, something like half a dozen to the draft this past year. I thought their defense actually didn't play quite up to what they were capable of last season, but it was good enough and should have been great. Um, But you get Brent Venables to come in, and he's just a magician. I mean, he had top five defenses practically every year at Clemson over these last six, seven, eight years. I don't think he could do that at OU right away, especially in the trenches. They've got to recruit up in the trenches uh, defensively. They're not very big, but that doesn't matter all that much in the Big 12. They can use some speed. Offensively, I like Dylan Gabriel coming in at quarterback uh, from UCF, but I'm not so sure about the weapons around him, and I think there will be some struggles. I think the Big 12 is down this year. We were doing some power rankings with 24-7 sports recently, and we had the ACC behind the Big 12 as far as conferences, and I completely disagreed with that, and I let, I let them know. I said, I, Big 12 is not going to be very good this year, but OU still has enough talent to win the conference, and their schedule is extremely favorable for them. Of course, they've got to beat Texas and the Cotton Bowl, um, that game is going to be very intriguing this year as far as the trajectory of both programs as they get prepared to go to the SEC. But I, I, I don't know about OU this year. I would not be surprised if they lost three or four games this year. But I think if they still win 10 games, they'll win the Big 12 Because just because I think the Big 12 is going to be down this season.
4: I'd also like to say we're going to have Venables on this show. And if he hears this, hey, big fan. Not really, but I'm a big fan, like I'm you know just in general, like i'm I'm rooting for them. Uh, finally, Texas Am. they have a salary cap unlike any other team in college football. Uh, how good are they going to be? They're ranked really high. they it's a lot of young guys, though. So do you think they can actually make the playoff?
1: You know how we always people always talk about, oh, Notre Dame's always overrated. Well, Notre Dame's not really overrated anymore these days. It's actually Texas A&M. I think they've taken that spot from Notre Dame. I think they are a bit overrated, but you almost have to put them in the top five by default because of the talent they have on the roster. The problem is, is as we speak here today, they haven't named a starting quarterback. They don't even quite know who that guy is going to be. Also, they're very young, as you just said. They got five or four five-star defensive linemen signed, but they're all freshmen. I think they're still a year or two away from being in the playoff discussion. But they got the talent this year to win 10 games in the SEC, certainly. But here's the other thing, though, with Jimbo Fisher. Great coach, amazing recruiter. My issue with him is his offense just never takes enough chances downfield. He doesn't like to stretch the field. He doesn't like to push the tempo. He likes to slow things down. And until he starts doing that, I don't think he will be able to consistently win the big games to beat an LSU and an Alabama in the same season to get to Atlanta for the sec championship game. I keep hearing down there in college station that, that they're changing things up a little bit. They're going to be more aggressive offensively this season, but I've got my doubts because Jimbo Fisher's still calling those plays. And secondly, here we are seasons almost here and they're still yet to announce who their starting quarterback is maybe a 10 win season is possible this year, but I, I think somewhere between eight to 10 wins is kind of what they're going to be this, this season, but in 23 and 24, that's their window. To contend and be in the college football playoff.
4: There he is, Brandon Marcello. He's the best. Twenty-four-seven sports. Follow him on Instagram, Brandon Marcello. Or on Twitter, B Marcello, and that's where you can talk crap to him on Twitter. It's easiest. He sees it. It's in the replies. I mean, Instagram sometimes you don't look at the comments, but Twitter you always got to see it. So, uh, great job. Appreciate you coming on. Hopefully, later in the season we can do this again. And I encourage everybody to check out Brandon's writing. He is he's really great at what he does. Uh, otherwise we wouldn't have him here. And that right guys. Yeah. That's correct. All right. I, there's nobody in the room. I just make makes a play of sound effect of people yelling yeah. It's just me. It's just that's a sound effect I'm playing that too. Yeah. Brandon, thank you buddy. Talk to you soon hopefully. All right. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. See you buddy. Thanks to Brandon. That's awesome. The wait is almost over. A new football season is about to begin. Get ready for the NFL Week 1 action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To celebrate the return of football, DraftKings has given new customers an offer they can't miss. Bet $5 on any football game and get $200 in free bets instantly. What's that mean, Kevin? That means if you
3: put, $5 <laughs> Every
5: time, I,
4: love it. It. I love it.
5: I think that means if you put five dollars down, you get uh, two hundred dollars instantly.
4: Yeah, to put it down, it's not like a down
5: payment. Okay, you bet, but, it. your bet it. yeah, That's It's your investment. it's your investment. You're not
4: buying a dirt bike. <laughs> yeah, five dollars <now>. yeah. <laughs> down, two hundred dollars instantly. If you bet days. five bucks uh, on, any, on any on anything, yeah, you get two hundred bucks in free bets. It doesn't matter if you win or lose automatically. Yeah, there you go. Okay, if <laughs> <laughs> if you want more. Everybody can get that thrill with the early promotion DraftKings, all you have to do go over and get that two hundred bucks in free bets, just put five bucks down. Uh, there's also with the early promotion, if your team gets up seven points, you win. You don't have to win the game, but if they get up seven points, you win. That's wild. Bet on any NFL did you say that's wild? Yeah. It almost feels illegal, doesn't it? Yeah, I'm like <laughs> Yeah. When I heard that the
5: first time, I'm like, wait, almost too good to be true. What? Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Okay. Bet on
4: any NFL team of your choice and if it leads by seven points at any point during the game, you get paid instantly, even if your team loses DraftKings is safe, secure, reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. 21 and up, most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for terms and resources. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Tennessee, call or text the Tennessee red line 800-889-9789. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. Okay, there you go. A big DraftKings guy. Let's go around and finish it here. Let's do but up, up, but Your big opinion. I'm gonna go first. Yes. Yo, you wanna go? No, I wanna hear you first. You lining it up? You jumped up like that's. No, I wanna hear Did what you're He's squaring is,
0: up with you. He's ready hey, to this go. This is gonna be awesome. <laughs> yeah. Let's go over to Eddie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, mine's pretty Let's good. Guys. Guys. Yeah, I'm ready. Oh, yeah. When God speaks to you, you Oh, why wow, he's going with God? Oh, oh okay. Oh. You leave with God. Big God. I got God. a sign from God the other day, and this was a couple of weeks ago. I'm walking my kids in my neighborhood, and I hear a big roar over my head. We look up, and there's a huge plane with no labels on it, except on the tail, there's a big bird. Guys, it was the Arizona Cardinals team plane flying over our heads. And we we're like, wow, that's amazing. I've never seen a football team fly on one airplane. Pretty amazing. So to oh, wait, me, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> wait, 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 wait well, what wait. do you mean? What? <laughs> one so you've
4: just never seen the team charter, but you're like, I've never seen the football team on a single airplane well, in a single I, day. Hey, I
0: looked up. I'm like, I told my kids, "There's Kyler Murray's up there. You got DeAndre Hopkins up yeah. there. JJ Watt's up there. They're all oh, Kingsburys up there, and that's pretty cool. And to me, that's a sign from God telling me oh, that the Arizona Cardinals use DraftKings and bet. Use DraftKings. <laughs> <laughs> the Arizona Cardinals may win the division this year just because I saw that plane. I've never seen a team playing in the sky, and I, I, I wonder saw it for the what first those time. odds are. Look it up, Bones. Let's let's bet it.
4: What do you mean? Let's yeah, mouse your pocket well, buddy. My well, like, like, <laughs> bet you know me. Yeah,
5: because the Rams maybe are gonna be the favorites, right? And then the Niners. And you got the, the Niners in
0: there and the Seahawks. No,
5: oh, no, no, no. Let's Air? go to NFL. I'm gonna go over to team futures. You think like the guys roster like 80 through 95 are on that charter as well? Division winner. Or you think they fly
4: coach? It, guys, <laughs> it was a huge plane. Yeah. They're in a car chasing it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they get there an hour before the game. Yeah. Okay, division winner. They are. I mean, here's the interesting thing about. The NFC West, those three teams, the Rams, the Niners, and even the Cardinals, they're all pretty close. Oh, are they? The Seahawks don't have a quarterback. I mean, they do. They have two, so you have none. Yeah. (laughs) I would have thought it was
0: the Rams, the Niners, then the Cardinals. It absolutely is. Okay.
4: But I guess what I'm saying is the Rams plus 130, the Niners plus 150. It's pretty similar. Now, the Cardinals are plus 400, and you go, wow. I love it. Wow. But the Seahawks are plus 2,000. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's no chance. Eddie, I'm going to put a little bit on that Cardinals. Let's go, baby. No, not let's. Hey. Not let's, period. Like,
0: let us. You put your money down, Mm -hmm. and I'm with you on the bet. (laughs) No, no, no. (laughs) We
4: split it. You know what? I'll go 50 on the Cardinals to win the division. Dude. Pays 250 at DraftKings. Here's the thing DraftKings should give me some money to bet, too, because I end up spending all my money. (laughs) That's a good point. Mike, do they have? Do they like vouchers, like on for- <laughs> gift card? Yeah, they get like, like an allowance. Yeah, my here? wife would appreciate that. That'd be awesome. Uh, okay, Eddie, thank you. Kick You're off, welcome.
5: Kevin. Um, I'm gonna go to Minnesota for this one, and they have a new head coach who is named Kevin O'Connell. Of course,
4: he comes from the Rams. Your last That's name's right. O'Connell. Yeah. Why are you looking at me like <laughs> that? You didn't know I that. My last I thought name was Kevin. Was Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Right. I didn't know your last name was O'Connell. <laughs> yes. Are you Irish? <laughs> You're Irish. Just a little bit. Yes. Oh yes!
3: Kiss the Blarney Stone and give me your (laughs) fact. Let's go. Uh,
5: Do a little 23 and me over here. So I'm going with Justin Jefferson is going to get the triple crown of receiving this year. He will lead the league in receiving yards, receiving touchdown and catches. Kevin O'Connell comes from the Rams where exactly Cooper Cup just had a crazy year last year. And he's already said he's going to use Justin just like he used Cooper Cup. And Justin might be even better than Cooper. So I just think Justin's going to go off this year. And I'm not in any fantasy leagues with you guys. So we're good
4: to go. Yeah. I'm gonna say two words, and I think this offense is amazing for Justin Jefferson. Oh, I just hate to say it around you guys. I know what you're gonna two
0: words. Wait, suck it. Mm-mm. What? No. <laughs> I don't want to say it. What two words are you thinking of? Adam Thielen. Oh yeah, I wouldn't say that. I thought you were gonna
4: say Kirk Cousins. <laughs> I think Kirk Cousins well, is actually true. gonna be pretty good, more than serviceable. I think he'll be pretty good. Yeah,
5: I think it'll be his best year in Minnesota. But
4: I think, I think Adam Thielen's gonna have. I think he's going to have a great year.
5: I do. That's all I'm saying. Okay. You don't? No, I think yeah, I think he'll be good. I mean, he's a stud too.
4: And he's also more of that slot across the middle, and I know Jefferson's the guy, but how many people thought Cooper Cup was the guy at the Rams no. until he was
1: the guy. the guy? Yeah,
4: yeah. So it'll be interesting to see. Maybe they split it. But Adam Thielen I think it's going to be really good too. Going to be but fun. who knows? Who knew Kevin O'Connell was your freaking last name? Yeah, Eddie, did you know that? That's the, yeah. I did
0: know that was his last name. Yes.
4: Oh, he doesn't look like an O'Connell. And, and he has well, a. He looks like a Kevin Johnson.
5: Interesting. Yeah, like your generic white guy name. <laughs> Kevin and like if you have know the last Kevin name Johnson. Johnson. Johnson, like
4: like you're just a dude. You ain't putting up with nobody's ass. All right. <laughs> yeah, you, you got tattoos. Okay. It's like you got a beard. Is, is O'Connell not strong? for O'Connell's you? like Conan O'Brien. Like, but all yeah, his tattoos are Boston. Yeah.
0: They're all Boston related. So Irish. he's a Boston yeah. guy. Yeah. He's, he's Irish. i have never, got tigers I never Boston?
4: spent time looking yeah. at his yeah. arms. And owls, yeah. yeah. You've <laughs> never stared at his arms? Mm. But yeah. Irish to me is like, they're like.
5: What, red hair and pale skin?
4: <laughs> physically, sure. Yeah. But the Irish are like,
0: ah! <laughs> You're thinking of like the leprechaun.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Lucky Charms. That's what it was. That's like, what it he's is. He's the man. only one. You eat a lot of cereal.
3: Adam? Yeah, oh man, I think that uh, I think that all this Madden stuff that we were talking about, how um, about Madden not being as good as it used to be or whatever, I think it's nonsense. Um, I think video games peaked uh, with Tecmo Super Bowl. That's my hot take of the day. Bo Jackson was killing it. Um, Bo and Jackson Marcus was Allen. a cheat code. Oh, Christian Okoye was the best cheat player. Code. Sure. Christian Okoye. And then, and then everybody else catching up. I had more fun playing that game than I've ever had playing any other video game, period, point blank. I take, we need like an, an old alarm or mic
4: game. or it's like if somebody says something that shows they're old, it's like an old clock ringing like a, well, yeah, uh, what do they call that old clock? Uh, used to have? Grandfather uh, clock. Grandfather clock. Yeah. That would be that's it, a grandma clock.
3: That's my grandfather clock that's take.
4: That's his grandfather clock take of the day. Yeah. Get you off my all, lawn. You guys all do that crap.
0: What, just go old school?
4: Yeah, you're like the best thing Back ever was day. when I was a kid. Yeah.
0: <laughs> At, hey Adam, you need to play uh, Retro Bowl. That's on your phone. You can download it, and it's just like Tech Mobile, and it takes you back. It's so good.
4: Tech Mobile was legit though. Yeah, it was legit. But I remember Madden came out the first year, and they have numbers in their jersey. It was like two white slashes, and it was a little better than Tech Mobile. And John Madden wasn't super famous then. Boom! And you were like, "It was all." And they bring the ambulance out when somebody got hurt. (laughs) Driving on the field. Oh yeah! Oh yeah!
0: The cover was generic. Like, no one was on the cover, was Madden, no, Madden on the cover.
4: I think you have a point, though, with Tech Mobile being awesome at the time because it was unlike anything that had ever happened. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think it's hot garbage now, but I, the fact that it was so cool then because there was nothing like it. But even now in the PlayStation world or vid- or any of the systems, there's nothing like Madden really either. They, they try every once in a while to do another football game. But okay, I'll accept your take. But okay. it's the it's the grandfather clock take of the day. Thank you. you That's go. what it is. There we there you need go. one of those every game. <laughs> yeah. The grandfather. And then we'll, we'll next episode we'll have a freaking grandfather clock noise, and we'll play it if somebody grandfather's us. Love it. Um, and I'll go f- uh, last, and I have a couple. I'll do a quick one first. I told you guys the live tour was awesome. You did. I told you. You did. Yeah. And the live tour sucks. And I hate it. <laughs> but it was awesome for but the PGA. Absolutely. They're playing Monday Night Golf now. It's going to be on television. They're doing three versus three. The PGA's had to elevate because if had they sat stagnant, we'd have been watching the same crap. We wouldn't have known it was crap. We'd have been like, all right, well, let's watch a random tournament occasionally and then catch a major. Hmm. A day and a half of a major. But because of what the Lift horse is doing – PGA's guy, oh crap, we need we need to get in shape. Yeah. We just got dumped. So we gotta get in shape for our next person we date. Yep. And so that's what they're doing right now. And so a little controversial when I said Live tour Rocks, but I didn't mean to
0: <laughs> <laughs> You weren't saying you support. No, Livetour. I'm just saying what what it was gonna do to the <laughs> PGA right. was gonna be
4: great. Right. My second one is as far as we're talking about NFL players who are gonna be a lot better this year, I've said it before, I'll say it again. You guys laughed at Trevor Lawrence last year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm laughing now Trevor Lawrence is going to have a good season this year. They have stability. What the heck? No, I was just
0: moving my microphone. And while I was laughing at Trevor Lawrence, he's laughing so ahead.
4: hard at the microphone. <laughs> they finally have some stability at wide receiver, but also they have stability at coach and Doug Peterson. And so that's all a really great player needs is consistency. That's it, because he's going to be great. He runs too. When we talk about these quarterbacks, we're like Jalen Hurts, he's all, Trey Lance, Lamar. Don't, Trevor Lawrence runs the ball, too. And I think he's going to have a pretty good season. I don't know that I'd grab him in fantasy, but I'm talking just NFL terms. Yeah. I think he's going to be pretty good this year. And I think he's going to, in the next few years, end up being a really, really good quarterback. People don't think he's really great for no reason. He has the skill set to do it. He just was on a terrible team with a terrible coach the worst last year. And the worst human.
5: Yeah. I just I
4: just made a list of worst, oh, hu- worst oh humans. Oh, gosh. Remember he, that?
5: He got brought back, too, on TV. You see that? Side note.
4: Oh yeah, yeah. Or yeah. my, I was yeah. thinking of the worst humans, Hitler. Hold he's going to be a commentator now. Yeah, he's back with Fox again. Oh boy. Yeah. Worst humans, though. I mean, you put him on the list. Hitler. Oh. Last. <laughs> I mean, it's like the number one worst. He's two- on the same list <laughs> as Hitler. Well, it takes a while to get to him. <laughs> yeah. But as far as in the football spectrum, <laughs> yeah. he sh- he shows up there. He's, That's funny, Vaughn. Carruth,
3: Bobby Petrino, Carruth. Okay. Nobody remembers. Yeah, really, no. Ray Carruth. Yeah, he no. killed people. Hmm. I know. No, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, OJ. Mm, oh, yeah, I saying, allegedly. Uh, I saying,
0: Hey,
4: a topic for a different day. Man. Worst football player humans. <laughs> oh
0: man. I saw OJ on TikTok being like, I am blessed. And he was like on the golf course. Like, dude, just stop
4: talking. Just yeah. stop talking. Oh, I watched that and I forgave him.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you fell for him. No. Oh. Uh,
4: okay. That's it. Thank you guys. Appreciate you being here. Please follow us on social media. 25 whistles at 25 whistles. And let's have somebody uh, blow a whistle. Or as I like to say, let's have somebody blow us and get us out of here. And today, Adam Hambrick. Oh,
3: there we finally. go. I've been waiting all season.
4: All three episodes.
3: Yeah.
4: <laughs> all right, that's it. We'll see you next time, you guys. DraftKings Sportsbook. Use the code Bobby Sports. We appreciate you guys. Thanks to our guests because they were both fantastic. Michael Rapport and Brandon Marcello. And don't forget, as you drive to work tomorrow, as you talk to your kids tonight, As you watch football games all day on Saturday and then Sunday. Just know that things in your life don't have to be exactly like you planned them. Like this song right here. What's it called, Mike? Complicated Man. That's right. It's Simple Man. (laughs) It's Simple. I forgot. I thought Complicated Dude. Hold on. Simple Man is the original version. Right. But the version that we stole that we can legally play is called... Complicated Man. See? Oh. So... Just accept things for what they are. Now sing it. Like I'm a complicated- <laughs> I sound like lunchbox doing <laughs> yeah. blind karaoke. Yes. All right, thank you guys. See you next time. <laughs> Theme song written by me, Bobby Bones, and performed by Brandon Ray. Brandon's an awesome artist. Follow Brandon on socials at Brandon Ray Music. Thanks to our guests and thanks to our crew. My co-host, Adam Hambrick, at Adam Hambrick, our segment producer at Kickoff Kevin, our video producer at producer Eddie. Head producer at Mike Distro. Most importantly, thank you for listening. I'm Bobby Bones, and we will talk to you next week on 25 Whistles.